Welcome, everybody. This is the podcast. The podcast. That's what it is now. Um, and uh, we got quite a few topics on the line. We got Unchief Productions and Lady Infamous here with us. It is me, Zeldrick. I am taking uh, the front lines today because Jay Sharpie is not feeling well today. May he rest in peace. And um, let's get on with what our week was. So, uh, Lady Infamous, what did you do this week? Oh, man. I've been playing... I've been working. I've been getting stuff ready for TwitchCon. I've been playing some Jump Force. I played that yesterday. It was pretty cool. It was something to get used to. Um, Wait, did you never try the beta when it was out? No. Oh, okay. I made my character. I love when you create a character in a game. That's awesome. And, I mean... Call of Duty? I think I played this week as well. And we also played Gears 5 this week. Um, we did a big chunk. Me, me, Zeldrick, and Unchief. We put a big chunk in that game. Can't wait to play it. We're like almost halfway there, so I can't wait to get more into gaming. Everything else been Millhouse, man. Like, everything else. I can't wait to go on vacation. I just can't wait. But that's it. Vacation meaning Twitch. <laughs> hey, they, yeah. not get, getting paid to go somewhere, and I don't have to oh, worry. Are you, are you actually getting paid? I'm getting this, this I vacation get pay, time. Yeah, I got paid time off. Crazy. That's awesome, right, baller. I don't get time you, off. Wait, like that. you thought? Wait, you actually thought that when Lady Infamous go to these conventions, that she's not getting her paid time off? <laughs> you must be crazy. Yes. Uh, so and now the ego is recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an ego. In case y'all thought in all these last previous episodes she was all shy, that's the real lady infamous. No, I you making it seem like you the biggest ego in this whole in this in this little conversation we having. Uh, Let's not I get might be number two. Ah, oh, can't I don't believe it. <laughs> but other than that, there's some more. I, there's like fall gaming. It's gonna be real cramped for me because there's a lot of games that's about to come out, and I'm gonna have to actually make a schedule, like a real legit schedule on what games to play on. Come in. This month and next month, but that's just about it for my week. Uh, for me, it's been a very kind of sparse week in terms of gaming. Though basically, the one thing that I did get to do was play Gears with y'all, um, which is cool. I guess my my arms are still a little bit sore from like carrying y'all, but it was <laughs> cool. Um. That was like I actually Lady Infamous <laughs> I heard that sign. <laughs> Lady Infamous, I don't, I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if you ever like watched either mine or I don't remember. Were you streaming his Elder? I was. I was streaming right. it. Yeah, yeah. If you watch either of our um archive videos, like we actually tried the escape mode. And it was actually not what I expected it to be. I don't know, Zeldrick, you could chime in too, but mm-hmm. in terms of like there was a couple of different aspects to it that I wasn't expecting, like scarcity of ammo. Like there's this whole thing of gas that's slowly encroaching on like the area you have to um, actually shoot from and, and attack from, because I guess if you're in the gas too long, you uh, get poisoned. That's the only way that they kind of push you to keep moving forward. Um, well, it was actually pretty intense. Like it was a pretty cool game mode um, that we won twice. Right, and then we lost. We won once because the game completely broke, and like no enemies spawned on the level. Yeah, <laughs> so we just it was ran like halfway through, and like 
yeah. So yeah, it was halfway through. We lost, and we tried it again. We lost, and then it was getting late. So I backed out, but you were still in the game or something with your save. And there were there were still enemies at that point too. Yeah, I was still in the game because I thought we were gonna try. I was like, oh, let's do it one more time. But you had already backed out, and I was and you said, okay, I'll come back in. Um, and I died in the meantime. And then we, I think we started over again. Um, from that halfway point, and the first time, it was all good because that's when we got to the end and sort of the big armored guy was there, and we got killed like right at the end. Yeah. But then the second time after we spawned in one more time, because I was like, oh, yeah, we, we I want to beat this before the end of the stream. And it was like nothing straight up ghost. town. Exactly. Oh, wow. You guys got lucky. You guys got hella Nobody, lucky. I, that was like, I don't know if I call that lucky as much as just broken. Yeah, it was um, weird because like it, there was when I back, I went back in and then there was nobody. There was zero enemies until we got to the very end and there was just a huge wave coming in. And yeah. then after we died from that, we walk through and there's nobody there. And then I go to <laughs> close the door and nothing comes. Nothing happens. And there was also no gas. That's true. Oh, that wow. You guys got it easy. You guys got <laughs> it, just, it easy. Yeah, we got it easy on that one. Um, but, you know, if if we don't get the enemies or the gas, basically we're just playing a walking simulator. So I wouldn't really call it luck, per se. Okay. Um, but it was a cool mode that I think we both kind of came to the conclusion that we wanted to play some more of um i still think gears 5 isn't like a long-term play for me per se but um a couple more sessions of like horde and some of escape and i'll be good once we well and beating the campaign obviously. yeah um and i'll be good i think but yeah like like i said pretty sparse gaming week because of uh going to sacramento this weekend like i just got back from that and then just some work stuff and other side projects earlier so that was pretty much all i got to play when when you were in Sacramento, were there any like game stuff going on, or is it just normal convention? Oh, at the yeah, so I was at um, Wizard World, which um, you know, kind of a geek convention. Um, the more so than anything else, when I was there, it was kind of like centered around cosplay and buying artwork and that kind of thing. It was actually relatively small, even though it was in a pretty big um, space. But they had a gaming section that I'd never even made it to. Because I was with like a couple of friends and they weren't really into gaming per se. So like we were just kind of walking around and looking at things. So um but really the as far as I could tell, the only gaming um all they really had in the gaming space was just like maybe twenty or so machines set up where you could play something. Whatever that was. It's not like it was, oh, here's the new title that's coming out soon. It was just like, oh, here's a PlayStation, you could play this game, or here's a Xbox, you could play that game or whatever. So I think it was kind of it's wizard world i guess isn't new um but wizard world in sacramento is new so they're still kind of in that phase where they're really small and they're growing and stuff like that so there just wasn't that much there um i was more so there just kind of enjoying the cosplay aspect of it which cosplay as yeah which cosplay as mm -hmm. um i cosplayed as myself this really? intimidating fighter that just dresses super super <laughs> cool and yeah i cosplayed as uh scorpion from i guess i think that's i'm pretty sure that's immortal Kombat 11 scorpion okay or maybe it's 10 i don't know i'm not sure specifically where that costume came from but it was a, it that looks was, like 10 that was, it looks like 10 it could be it could be i guess yeah it's definitely not 11 it's probably 10 um one cool thing that maybe uh Zeldrick, you might have a little bit more experience in than me because this is like legitimately the first time. 
I've kind of dressed up for any thing that I've gone to. It was actually pretty cool that um, as you were walking around, there were people who would, people like adults, kids, everything that would just be like, oh, can I get a picture? Can I get a picture? And I'm like, it almost makes you feel like a celebrity, <laughs> even yeah. though I'm like a dude in a like little cheap costume. Like there was there was legit this little girl that came over and um I think there, I forget who there was there was another guy standing next to me in um in some costume and she came over and was like I don't like his costume but I love him and pointed at me and came over and wanted to take a picture with me and I'm like okay I'm like nobody I don't know why she wants to take a picture with me but I guess at that point I'm basically scorpion. Yeah. As far as she knows. And that was pretty cool. One little boy wanted to take a picture and hold my hand, which made me feel a little weird, but um, <laughs> it, don't make, it doesn't make me feel weird as an adult, but as a person who I'm like, that's not my kid, that felt a little yeah. weird. But it was still pretty cool. I, um, like I said, Seldrick, you might have a little bit more experience than me because I know if you've dressed up for things before. But. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I... I'm just trying to think of it like as an outsider's perspective in your situation where it's just like it's Scorpion holding the hand of a little kid and it's just like this is just like what's going on here? It's like what the fuck? Except the fact that we're at a convention that clearly there's a focus on cosplay. No, I'm not saying If it was anywhere else that might be an issue. No, no, it's just like <laughs> it, it's just even just Scorpion holding the hand of a little kid. Just yeah. the real Scorpion. It, it's just a weird picture altogether. I mean, even if it's at a convention, just because it's it's so, I don't know. It, Scorpion wouldn't do that. That's the that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was cool. Like I said, they had like a lot of a lot of different costumes. Actually, some of them were like fantastic. People put a lot of effort into them. Um, but there weren't that many. Interestingly enough, there weren't that many like gaming related ones. I was expecting a little bit more, but there was a lot of like you know Marvel characters and comic book characters in general. Um. A lot of Harry Potter, which I, you know, expect because it's called Wizarding World or Wizard yeah. World. So, um, not not too much gaming stuff though. All right. At least you got the co- y'all got the confidence to put on a costume and do the damn thing. I don't think I I don't think I got the nerves for that to get a costume and cosplay. Really? Yeah. It once you actually do have like some sort of outfit or thing going on, and you go to a convention. It's like very you just kind of get into it it's like say that you have a character that you want to like you know want a costume as but then it's just because you want to celebrate that you love that character and you do it and then it's more about having fun rather than a serious thing like in my own experience it's like i do it because i want to have fun and then i've had that the same thing that uh, same situation as him. It's like, oh, let me get a picture. Or like, oh, that's so cute. And then like, and then like adoration from like little kids. And it's just like it. It's sometimes it's like it's really cute. Sometimes it's like a lot of fun. And sometimes it's flattering. So, um, yeah. So, uh, and the thing you got to remember too is that like you might be thinking of it in terms of Halloween, and Halloween and like going to a convention and dressing up are like night and day yeah. different in the sense that like. Halloween, everyone's doing it. So there could be like some semblance of people judging you or whatever. But like at these conventions and stuff like that, it's kind of all, it's almost like in a way because you guys are cosplaying as characters you love and they're cosplaying as characters they love. And then, you know, you might love their characters and they might love yours. Um, It's kind of, it's a little bit more like a family than anything else. Like people are excited to see 
someone in a costume of a character they like versus, you know, going out to a bar where people are dressed up as like sexy Pikachu. There might be a little bit of sexy Pikachu. If you got if you dressed up as like Marge Simpson or something. Um, but yeah, it's 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 completely different. Cause it's not like I'm not like in crazy shape or anything like that. But I mean, the little girl didn't call me Fat Scorpion, even though I called myself that. So kids yeah, will tell you. I, I think I'll be easier. like Sailor Jupiter or March Simpson. That that'll be either if I ever do cosplay. Yeah, that's actually what one of uh, the friends that went with, with me did was March Simpson. That was so good. Uh, there was two friends. One of them did Maleficent the first day, and the second day she did uh, Poison Ivy. And then the other one did just, I guess she was supposed to be Harry Potter. I keep calling her out because she didn't have a lightning bolt on her head. So I'm like, I don't know which person from Hogwarts. <laughs> um, she did that the first day and then Marge Simpson today. So, yeah. And, that, you know, both of them, just like me, people got stopped. Uh, they both got stopped and people wanted pictures and stuff like that. So you should just try it. Like, and like I said, I wouldn't think of it like Halloween. I would just say, I'm going to go to a, even a small one. Go, I'm going to go to a small convention and just like dress up. And you'll see, you'll end up in a bunch of people's pictures. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that was cool. That was one of the reasons why I didn't get much gaming in, but still super fun. What about you? Um, so uh, I I got more XCOM 2 in, and uh, I actually got a lot more XCOM 2 uh, in. I was streaming it. Um, and usually on my streams when I'm playing it, like, I kind of dawdle and, like, restart um levels and stuff like that but um i'm also playing it on my off time so anything any sort of serious situations that go on i don't really uh um i i kind of like rewind it from that and then put it on stream um but uh kind of just um doing a little bit of work is here. there a lot of kind of like small tasks you have to do or something that you don't want to do on kind stream? of yeah it's not that i don't want to do it on stream it's just that um a lot of little things come up where it's just it's spending time to not really move the plot forward or move your progress along like there will be like okay. some sort of fight that goes on or like here's some uh abduction that's going on you gotta take care of it so it's kind of like emergency missions or just some missions of raid the supply cache or whatever and it's like okay and it's just a mission that comes up and it will be gone within a day and you can when you spend time and you spend a day that's like gone in like ten seconds, um, if you're moving the clock forward, uh, and it actually tells you, hey, there's a mission going on, and we don't recommend that you skip it. And it's like fine, okay. And it's not a plot specific mission, so it's those types of missions. I'll just I'll just do them and move my uh, research and base along just kind of building it up and then get into the long drawn out battles on stream um yeah and uh i played some more uh monster hunter world um i did a lot of high ranks i didn't really uh oh I, and i fought near gigante in high rank um which is uh a, it's a huge point within the story so Anybody that has played it um, out there, like that's where I'm replaying the story. That's where I'm at at the moment. And then um, one of my buddies actually, uh, he got a VR set, and um, he he said he was going to be streaming Beat Saber, and I was in. I was like, okay, I'll f see if I can wake up early enough to catch your stream, and I did. And I quickly reinstalled Beat Saber. I already had it downloaded, but like uninstalled mods, like try to f 
tinker with it as much as I can. And I was able to mod it so that I can play multiplayer with him and some other guy. And uh, that was actually fun. It was a, it's been a long time since I played Beat Saber, and God did it show. Um, I was winded like after like four Wait songs. So you're saying when you say with him and another guy, is it just like they were switching off or was it three player? It was three player. So you were oh, all really? playing the okay. same song and you were just competing for the highest score. And mm-hmm. um, and when you are playing Beat Saber in this multiplayer mod, if you look to your left, there is the other avatars next to you, um, like actually more in the distance than right next to you. And you can make it show their blocks or not at all as the p- song is playing. Um, and you, uh, they also have a voice chat feature within the, that multiplayer mod. Um, and you don't have to like have the same songs downloaded. You just, the, the host of that room down, uh, uh, downloads the song. Like they have the song and then when they pick it, then everybody else downloads that song just automatically. You don't have to make a selection or anything. It's a really cool mod. Um, but does that mean that they have the song like forever? I don't think so. I actually didn't browse the song list after I had left the room. Um, gotcha. So I'm not sure if it was a temporary thing or just like it's on your hard drive at that point. So um, I'll look into it another time. And then, uh, oh, uh, also I played No Man's Sky on my off time again. And it's the least i could say about it is that it's very satisfying to play and it's relaxing i did some more uh, progress on the story and well the little story that there is and um they uh and there was actually like plot points where it's just like oh you meet this person or you got this signal and then oh man the nexus shows up and you go to that and it, that's where the multiplayer comes in where like you can see other people before like you know starting a room with other friends that the nexus is a hub where you see other players. Um, and uh, there's a lot that you can do right there. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, and aside from that... Um, oh, and then just like uh, you did earlier this week, um, I played the Indivisible, Indivisible demo again. Mm-hmm. God, that's an amazing demo. I forgot how good you know it what is. I mean? It's great. <laughs> it's such a good yeah. demo. Like, I was getting my vibe in with a, a Valkyrie profile again, and because it has essentially the same battle system. Um, and it was just so much fun trying to figure out what's the best, like, how to make a bigger combo, what's the best for a, uh, area of attack, what does this, com- this combination do, what, like, all this other stuff. A lot of experimentation, and it's just, it's so much fun. I'm really excited for Indivisible coming out October 8th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, like, I'm now completely on the fence about getting it and pre-ordering it and bu- and playing it as it releases. Because my October month is going to be Alien Isolation, and I want to play the, the Dead Space series. But I'm kind of taking a poll now to see if anybody is going to want to watch me play indivisible um it's really more of like if people are gonna want to watch me play it then um i'll i'll spend the money on it like right now um otherwise uh i'll just play alien isolation and dead space one and two i gotta figure out if i can download three because i have a code that's supposed to be 
um, usable, but I have to contact EA because the code's not working for some reason. Um, and I think that was it, actually. Um, I didn't do any, uh, much more VR stuff. I wanted to. But speaking of Indivisible, they got a new uh, cinematic trailer or animated trailer um, getting into the news for this week. Um, Mm -hmm. if, uh, everybody out there knows who Studio Trigger is, um, and it, honestly, uh, before talking to a select group of friends, I didn't know who Studio Trigger was until they started naming off a bunch of anime. I was like, oh, I've heard of this one, I've heard of this one, I've heard of that one. Um, Studio Trigger made a animated trailer for, um, for Indivisible, and it's beautiful. Um, I think it's actually newsworthy and worth noting because studio trigger is very well liked and they're very well known um and i actually have a list of stuff that they've done um and just for reference um i'll ask do you know who studio trigger is i don't but i mean there was the mention of uh kill a kill which I know of that. So so realistically for me, I think it might be that I've heard of a lot of the stuff that they've made, but I might not have necessarily like watched it before. Okay. I agree. Yeah. Um uh for any everybody else, um they made um I guess going off of what I have heard in as far as for titles, um Darling and Franks, um they also did uh, Little Witch Academia. Um and uh, they're also working on a new original work called Brand New Animal. Um, the, they only released a, uh, a poster, um, which looks like a cyberpunk sort of futuristic uh, skylight um, with a bunch of ads. And it, um, all the characters are human people or human, human animals, human people. Jesus Christ. Um, and they also just released a, uh, um, at, we got uh, Promare, a film that, I've been hearing all over social media for the past week that it's amazing. Um, hopefully I can find a, uh, a theater that has it because I'd like to see what the fuss is about. But yeah, um, go ahead and YouTube uh, Indivisible uh, Animated Trailer. And it's about a minute and a half long. Uh, and uh, just relish in the works because th- uh, this company, the fact that they're putting so much love into this one game when was the first time you guys heard of Indivisible? From you guys. Yeah, but when? Was it like a week ago or two weeks ago? Okay. Uh, you guys were talking about this game? Like, we were talking about it in a podcast. Unsheath? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I don't remember exactly, but I remember we were discussing it like a long time ago. Okay. And then, um, yeah, so last week or so was when I remembered, I think you brought it up again, and I was like, holy crap, I forgot about this game, and then saw that there was a demo, but... I know it had been discussed at some point a long time ago. I'm not sure exactly when that. Okay. Uh, I first heard about this game like two years ago, I think. Um, yeah. A while before, even, I mean, I'm putting my time frame uh, wrong, but like a long time before the prototype demo came out. Uh, so like I've been looking into this game for a long time and uh, Lab Zero Games, studio behind Skullgirls. Everybody just, Please check it out, because um, I'm really I'm excited. I'm checking it out right now. I'm looking at yeah, the, the game trailer. Play. Clearly, looks amazing. It's, I think it's one it of those. It looks good. It looks good. 
it looks, looks like a living cartoon in a way. And I love that. That's like uh, one of my favorite things in gaming. So. Yeah. Um, but I was already like sold on Indivisible as well. Um, I'm probably going to pre-order it. I think I'm going to pre-order it. I think I mentioned last week that I was going to and I just haven't yet. But I want to get like the discount if I can. Uh, you know, because they always have those pre-release date discounts that come yeah. out just to, so I can be cheap. But, um, <laughs> so I assume this is on PC, right? Uh, it's on it's PS4 on as well. Everything. Oh, on everything. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh. Uh. And I think it says it like right at the end of the trailer. Uh. To mention, um, Green Man Gaming also has it. Um, uh, Unsheathed Productions. I, I. This is offered to like. Uh. I don't know what the stipulation is, but for VIP members of Green Man Gaming. Before I got the this section for VIP uh in their store, I had only bought one game from them. And and then it was like years later that like ju- they just handed it to me. It was like, "Okay." But like Green Man Gaming has it for a huge discount. So go ahead and Yeah, that's where I was that's where I saw it before. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I feel I like it was like $30 or something, right? Just go to Green Man Gaming and just try to get it at a cheaper price. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cuz you can play it with uh, your Xbox controller if you wanted to. That's how I did the demo. Yeah. No, that's what I'm gonna do anyways. (laughs) Um and moving on. So uh actually this might be like a small plot point to talk about with uh Steam. Um the French court says that Valve must allow Steam users to resell games. I would love that. Right? (laughs) I would very much love that because there is definitely games? some games that like um, I'll flip these trash ass games. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. flip Fallout seventy six so hard, man. You just don't know. But, Look, well, it's, it's, it's interesting because there's like almost almost guaranteed, um, as probably has been dictated by the fact that um, GameStop has been so successful in the past. Um, all these games that I don't want or you don't want, for example, Fallout seventy six, like you said, Lady Infamous. Somebody wants that. And like they might not want to pay full price for it, and maybe they can't afford to pay full price for it. And honestly, if it's the game is like if I'm that disinterested in the game or uninterested, whatever the word is, um, I'd be willing to like sell it to somebody else for like a pretty big discount just so that I know I don't have to hold on to it. That'd be phenomenal. Um, cause I have, I think I'm, I'm, I'm still at like. 600 games or so like that on my on my list and i'm like oh, i don't wow. there's a lot of those that i'm never gonna play or that i've beaten and i'm not gonna play again so that'll be phenomenal even though i know that they apparently they're uh they're trying to appeal it yeah of course valve's <laughs> gonna appeal it yeah because, of course because you they're losing profits they're losing their profit that that resale value is just like you're not you're preventing valve from getting someone to get a brand new copy of their game like getting it from somebody else at a lower price. So yeah, they cop block it. Let them be that way. If you can have be able to have an opportunity to flip that, why not? I know it's not gonna happen in America, but you know, I think it's good. Yeah. If I was it French would never if I was here. French, if I was French and I was up in there and I was I have I got games. I don't have as much as Unsheath, but there are a few games that I don't touch at all. That I would yeah. love to like give it away for like ten bucks, five <laughs> bucks. Even though I paid like sixty for it, but they're old, they're old titles, and you know, then that's why it's not the price down though. So it's good. What about you? Is that right? Um, I see. The thing is, I, I, I that was one of the things about me going into PC gaming that I was um, not liking 
the fact that I couldn't resell my games. And um, I was at the point a long time ago where I was like, if I can get a physical copy on PlayStation, then I would rather do that. That way I can beat it, be done with it, and then trade it in or resell it on Amazon or whatever. I actually did that a long time when I was in college um where i would kind of have to yeah i mean you don't have the money to like just buy new games all the time right so like (laughs) a a short story uh about me selling and trading in games um i ended up trading in um a bunch of games it was like i bought a used copy of one game and then i would beat it and or get all the trophies within a week bring it back with the receipt and then get my money back and then buy another game with that same money. And then I did the same thing, beat it, got all the trophies and then return it within a week. And then I, and that's because I assume uh, if you returned it within a week, you get a full refund. Correct. For used games. And then after I did that with three games, I was like, all right, I can't keep doing this right now because I've done this for so long. I'm going to now put my money towards the destiny one pre-order <laughs> um that's how long ago this was and um uh even after that i was like i, I would sell my games on amazon because i wanted to get yeah. my money back for the game that i bought that's how much of a stickler i was with money back then and i mean i kind of still am now but like now that with pc gaming and stuff that i kind of have to forego that or reap the benefits of huge discounts like steam summer sales or green man gaming and stuff like that um so with i guess half of my library now i have a section of my steam library where i it's just games i've beaten and i put them in its own category i want to say like half of these games i've bought on steam the rest of them were from uh humble bundle or from green man gaming sure. and yeah. like that would be a huge bump in my wallet if they were to actually do that sort of thing in America. Um, so I, I hope, I hope that this is a thing as a consumer, because that would be a huge profit or a huge benefit on all on, on us playing on PC. Uh, I, I did think about something now, which is, it could be a little bit of a glitch somehow, but um, just because you'd mentioned the fact that um, you got some games from humble bundle. Yeah. Like, I have the Humble Bundle membership, but I was just thinking, like, if Steam was... I guess you could kind of resolve this problem. I'll say what the problem is, but I guess you could kind of resolve the problem if it's not, like, that you sell the games back to Steam as much as you can directly sell them to somebody. But I was just thinking what happens when you have something like Humble Bundle where I pay, you know, a hundred and however much dollars uh, for, you know, X number of free games a month. Can I just, if I have those games, can I just sell them? At which point you might be able to make profit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my thought so, on that is that yeah. um, in your um, account, when you uh, go through a list of games that you um, uh, that you have or the transactions or whatever that go through your Steam account as far as for when you bought it and how much you bought it and stuff, there are listings of redeemed with code instead so like there are there's specifics as far as for bought on steam and then bought with a uh, or inputted a steam code so i think more of what i'm thinking is that they will totally not uh uphold that sort of 
in the grand scheme of like if they do have to allow this sort of thing worldwide um they wouldn't allow uh cells of games um if it was inputted a code a steam code yeah, for the it. only thing though is like think of how what that does to uh you know all these other sites that try to sell steam codes it would basically almost make it so that not it's not guaranteed but i would imagine like for example for me i would probably stop trying to get steam codes from anywhere but steam for that exact reason that i can sell them back after i'm done right but if you know humble bundle if they give me a code i'm like well i guess i'm stuck with this game right so that, that yeah, I could just see where it could start getting messy a little bit. Yeah. Um. But the other thing is that um, we don't know. Uh, I mean, if this has to go through, how much you're going to get with like selling your Steam games back to Steam or to somebody else or whatever or whatever the fuck it is that they're going to do, like uh, what they would oh, do. What, you mean like if it's gonna be like when you try to sell a textbook back to? <laughs> To one of these stores, <laughs> you buy it for like a hundred dollars, you get five dollars right. back, kind of thing. Yeah. Or like GameStop, like that sort of bullshit. So we don't know. Yeah. But uh, they say here that um, uh, we disagree with the decision of the Paris Court of the first instance and will appeal it. Uh, is it the, the decision will have no effect on Steam while the case is on appeal. Well, of course. Um, yeah. And it is worth noting, though, that I think they mentioned earlier in the article. Um, that the French ruling is also where we got the entire concept of people being able to get refunds for games. Oh, not not this specific one, but like I guess issues with the uh, French courts might be the origin of why we can actually get a refund for games. You know, if if it's within a certain time period. So what we have here, so, actually, uh, I have it here. It's a 2014 Australian court ruling. For example, led to Steam's current refund policy. Similarly, oh, the, com- okay. the company began to go after the $2.3 billion Counter-Strike gambling ring that sprung up in its backyard in 2016, only after lawsuits began to trickle in. For now, however, yeah, the so, appeals so, still... Li- yeah, whatever. Sorry, go no, 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 that, like, that was like the ending Yeah, yeah so I'll, it's just worth noting that um, kind of centered around what Lady Infamous said earlier, it might be the case that if this ends up being um, a ruling from the French courts that it does end up coming to us because it sounds like a ruling in the Australian courts led to an impact to how steam works for us as well over here. Right. I just think America too greedy, man. I just, I just think the business of the the business side of it is just really, really, I don't think it it, it ain't going to come here no time soon, but it will. I mean, yeah, this legal stuff takes forever half the time. So at at least six months, I guess it's not going to happen. I think the only, I think what it is is that when uh, when it comes to this sort of thing specifically, um, they would do it worldwide rather than like it's only in France that you can resell yeah, games. Somehow, some kind of weird system where it only the rules work differently somewhere else. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Because uh, the only thing that we've ever gotten from or that separated us as far as for games and it being um, country specific is China and their loot boxing gambling rules where like they like companies have to show what your percentages are in loot boxes and gambling stuff like it's a law and they have also yeah. have to change their uh their percentages to be more fair because of gambling problems and stuff so that that's China specific 
And I don't think, I think we have a different rule set for specific games or whatever it is. But when it comes to sales, it's a worldwide thing. Sure. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm s- I honestly hope I can sell some games to somebody at some point. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, I, I hope uh, this goes through. Um, and uh, who knows? Because since this is a um, Valve-specific, this might be a thing that has a leg up against the Epic Game Store. Oh, it'd be a crazy leg up against Epic Game Store. Yeah. yeah. And there's definitely ways where this could be a positive versus, you know, honestly, like... I honestly think that, for example, one of the reasons why a lot of people go to GameStop is because they can get money number back one, they can credit. trade. Yeah, they can mm-hmm. trade their money back, but they also can buy a used game. So even though Valve might be taking it as, oh, we're going to lose money, they might actually gain money if this is the decision because it might draw more people. Not that they don't have a huge uh, uh, customer base already, but it might draw more people there, specifically maybe kids who have limited income um, to this being a place where they can get their games for cheaper. Right. Yeah. So again, looking forward to it. Um, so, uh, in regards to spending money on games, um, I actually want to <laughs> yeah. know, um, I'm, I think just from that laugh, I think I know who it is. Does it make sense to spend $60 on a game anymore? It is, uh, actually the title of what we have here, but did... you know what the interesting thing is? Like once I, I read the, I read the article, but it actually didn't just ring in my head until you just read the title of the article right now. Yeah. I don't know when the last time I spent $60 on a game was. <laughs> like, I'm I honestly saying. have no idea. Because um, uh, even like Gears of War, like we got it on Game Pass, and which I think is the one the game that they actually reference in there. And I'm like, brand new games. I guess I get most of my games digitally and because a lot of them come from like Steam. Um, we're all we all tend to be pretty savvy where we can find things mm-hmm. from different for sources on for, for discount. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I've kind of in a lot of ways subconsciously just stopped buying physical copies of games. Like I don't know what the last one that's gone on my shelf has been. So that I might be kind of aligned with the writer of this article. I guess it's Patricia Hernandez. I might be in line with her because like I don't. I'm not gonna say it's not worth it. But I am going to say it's probably not smart at this point because you can get it without spending it. So, right. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, yeah. What do you think, Lady Infamous? I think that I have not spent six, a $60 physical in probably two years. Wait, but are you going to get $60 Death Stranding? Of course, and sixty dollars yeah, Call of Duty, and, <laughs> and sixty dollars Cyberpunk, and sixty dollars. But that's games that I really, really want. But me as a content creator, I'm continuously playing games. So my my strategy is like, how can I play as many games as possible with less money as I have? You know what I mean? So I got uh, PlayStation free games. I got games with gold. I got Game Pass, which you know. It's a it's a good it's it's a good deal you know what I mean it's the for me in my case the best deal I most of my games that I've been playing on my streams have been from Game Pass and I was skeptical at first because I was like man this is bullshit I need to I I want to make sure I get all my money's worth playing these games and through these subscription services not only that you can be able to get games you can play for free that you can be able to create content with. But also, me just 
getting the PC recently, I have been like, I think I only spent like one game that was like full price, and that was RimWorld, and then I really, really wanted it. But other than that, when it comes to PC, I have not been spending much, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So unless it's like a game I really, 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 really want, I'm gonna be uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna be spending sixty dollars all the time. So that's why I said earlier that my fall gaming mm, is gonna be like real hectic. Cause I gotta buy sixty dollar games like probably every week for the next maybe two months. Ouch! Mm. Wow! Every week, Jesus Christ! That's a huge ouch. Well, it's no because I have to get I have to get Call of Duty. That's gonna um, I have to get I might have to get the hundred dollar version on that one. Have to? Um, Why? What does it come with? <laughs> Why? Extra content like DLCs and stuff. Can you buy the season pass like later? Season pass? Huh? That's with the Sorry, season God. pass. With the with the season pass. Huh. Yeah, and it probably won't be on discount. I imagine so never on discount. The same. Well, no, never. Well, no. What I'm uh, what I was gonna say is like, I mean, do you have to buy it now? That's the thing. Oh, does it come with? I see what he's does saying. Does it come with more stuff than just the season pass? Like, like, a cosmetic shit, some cod points. Yeah, because I think I think DLC the reason he's stuff. okay. I think the reason he's bringing it up is because you're saying you have to buy so many games. So it's like that's one way that you could save considering theoretically the season pass content. Unless there's something up front that's like very noteworthy, the season pass content is going to come down the line. So you kind of don't really need it right at the beginning. And it's probably going to cost exactly the same anyway. Yeah, so it's probably like I could spend 60 now and 50 later. Right. Jeez, yep. it's 50 for the season pass? <laughs> wow. Then I have Death Stranding. I have Madame Medine. I have Cyberpunk. At least Madame Medine, Madon is like, that's only $30. Yeah. Nothing isn't Death Stranding. Death Stranding's a ways off though, right? Isn't November. Like it's just November. November. Yeah. November. Ah, jeez. Okay. So, it's okay. That's the gamer's life. But in between those big budget purchases, I'm over here looking at the Steam wish list and seeing what digital codes I can get, like, for the discount. And at, if it's something that you truly enjoy playing, it does make sense to spend $60. Well, I want to. I got a question that'll actually roll into Zeldrick. You giving your opinion too on this, because um, I think one thing that's kind of unique. Maybe I'm wrong, but one thing that's kind of unique for you is I don't think you really you don't really have the subscription services, right? Nope, I don't. For the most part. So, is do you feel it might be it might be a little bit different when you don't have those? Like, do you feel like it's worth the sixty dollars being a person that doesn't have all those subscription services? Uh, no, not if like you have a huge backlog. <laughs> which yeah it's impossible if you play pc it's impossible to not have a huge backlog um i mean i even have a backlog on my ps4 i have the all the uh, i have the dlc for um uh horizon zero dawn to get i have the dlc yeah. for spider-man to get and i have the and i have metal gear solid 5 that i need to beat i never did yeah and yeah. um so as far as for subscription services like game pass i mean like I was only able to get it for the one month because Lady Famous here got uh showed me a one month for free 
And that's how we were able to play Gears 5 together. I didn't have to pay a dime for that. And I'm so happy that you found it for me because I got to enjoy this game with you guys for like the little bit that we were going to be able to enjoy it. Um, Besides that, like Humble Bundle monthly, like every time that they release a game, it's like maybe less than half the time they have a game that I want to play. And then I don't know about another... Oh, well, PlayStation Plus. PlayStation Plus, I've always like... I've not liked that sort of subscription either just because it's like, Oh, I paid 12 bucks to like get a free game, but I have to, it's the same with the game. You have to keep the subscription. I have to keep the subscription to be able to play it, to play the game. That part is ridiculous. Right. That needs to go away. So, um, I'm not a fan of that, but like I could download it and then, or uh, attach it to my account. And then when I finally do want to play it, then like I'll, I'll go for it. Um, but no, I to me and I'm a specific uh party here where like the subscription service is not um profitable for me. Um and uh again it's just because I have a backlog and I have indie games that I want to play. And not only that, I have AAA games that I want to play that I have on my backlog or I haven't bought yet. So yeah. and then they drop down in price. So to go over what I last bought the last games that I bought are Devil May Cry 5, which I got on Green Man Gaming for a discount, and I got the Deluxe Edition, so I didn't even, uh, I, I paid, a, I think, a little bit more than $60, I forget, um, but I paid less than what the Deluxe Edition is. Um, Red- like 100 right? No, it was I like, I don't think it was that high, it was like yeah. 80 or 70 or something like that. It was like, maybe only like $10, $15 more or something like that. I don't I forget. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad, that's not bad. And then Resident Evil 2. I got the standard edition, and I got that at a huge discount as well. It was like twenty five percent off, twenty two percent off, something like that. Um, and then uh, Monster Hunter World I got for PC for half off, and but I already had that on PS four, which I bought at full price day one. Yeah, that might be the last one I bought full price actually. Monster Hunter World, and then double dipping, and then before that it was Final Fantasy fourteen Shadowbringers. And I got the deluxe edition of that with the statue and everything because I fucking love that game. And then the statue is beautiful and everything that comes with it. That's the one thing I bought. That's the last thing I bought full price. Uh, because it was something that you really loved and you enjoyed it, right? Ex- and, it's, and it's fair. And it's fair. Exactly. Just like you. It's something but that like, you're really into and you're willing to play, pay full price for it if it's not on a discount anywhere else. Um, mm-hmm. Before that, um, I can't even tell you like what i got at full price so um as far as for like this argument of like or sorry not get bought at full price but paying 60 dollars like the for the triple a title i can't tell you um before Shadowbringers when i paid full price 60 dollars for a triple a game i'm looking down my steam list right now of what i recently played and as it's short, like it, it, it's everything else that I I've gotten at a huge discount or I bought way later. Um, well, I mean, I guess I do have the question. Do we think that this is partially impacted by um, the fact that, for example, we're streamers? Um, so I'm, I'm just imagining like the kid who doesn't have a PC just as an Xbox or whatever. And let's say 
uh, Mortal Kombat 11 comes out, mm-hmm. um, is it worth it for the parent to get that kid the game for sixty dollars? If they really, if they want that one. See, I don't have any kids. But yeah, I know, I know. I'm just saying. As a parent, as a but I will say, as a parent, if my son or daughter wanted a sixty dollar day one game, they have to earn it. They gotta have grades. Wait a minute. Gotta- wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Think of it. Think of it like this. You have a friend that has been talking about Mortal Kombat 11 or Gears 5 for several months. They really, really want it. Yeah. How about then? Lady Infamous? Christmas? If, look, um, look, if you really want something really, really bad, you're just going to have to sacrifice. I mean, first you talked about the kid. I'm like, look, if I got kids, they got to be... They gotta be good to get a day one game. If it's like an adult, like a friend adult, then I know my friends know that they will. If they really want something, they will sacrifice. They will not buy the things they'll usually buy to get the game that they want. Well, yes, yeah, so I guess no. Yeah, well, so the reason I'm, I'm, that I was asking is like they say, does it make sense? Not like in the. I think to me when they say does it make sense, it's not necessarily saying like, should you do what you need to to get the game. It's like should you even get it while it's $60 or should you just wait or figure out where else to get it? Or like, like for example, with, um, actually, you know what? Let me, let me let you say, say what you're going to say, Zeldrick. What I was going to say is that like, you want to buy a gift for a friend. That's, that's what the the scenario is. You want to buy a gift for a friend because you're saying that with a child, it's like, Oh, like they got to earn it or whatever. And it's like, no, you say birthday, Christmas, whatever. Like it could be anything or it's just like someone that you, so it's someone that you care about, and they've been talking about a game that they've been really looking forward to. They get a day one. No, I'm saying you want to buy a gift for someone. I, 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 <laughs> and I'm saying that I will get it for them day one. And like, if, oh, okay. if, like, if say, Unchief wanted Invisible, and when it comes out in like a week or so, a couple of weeks, yeah. as a friend, I will be like, okay, I will get him this game day one. That's because that's what friends do. I wouldn't wait for it to go on sale and then give it to the person i want them to be just as hyped as everybody else you know what i mean yeah sorry like i thought you were like no they're gonna buy it (laughs) so um uh so then it's just like all right so when is it worth like dropping the 60 dollars like if it's specifically that like for a gift for somebody where like it's for a console because they play on console instead of like when it's yourself you're gonna I guess it, there's just a like a what if scenario more about when you would pay sixty dollars for a video game at this point. I mean, if it was for myself, I would wait till it goes on sale. But if I know that my friends wants to play it day one, and I'll get them, I'll get it. For, if I got the paper, right, I'll give it to them day one. But if it was for personally for me, I'll wait till it goes on sale. Yeah, I don't mind waiting. I learned that a long time ago. <laughs> Sometimes. You ain't you buying them day one games is not gonna like get you in your feels like you wanted to, but when you wait a while and say you spent like half off on a game that you really wanted and you beat the game, you'd be like, Man, I'm glad I ain't spent sixty dollars <laughs> or you buy a game and it's like hella trash and it's like twenty five dollars and I'm like, Damn, I I'm glad I ain't spent sixty dollars on this trash or be like Anthem. You didn't spend any money at all, and you watched everybody who bought the game would be like, "Man, I'm glad I didn't spend no money on Anthem." You know what I mean? Yeah. 
it depends on the personal preference of that individual. Now, yeah. um, uh, before I talk about something else, this is actually bringing up a, a point that in specifics with like Gears 5 or like whatever sort of game that's coming out on Game Pass that's like day one and yeah. it's brand new. Hey, it, just give them a subscription to Game Pass. <laughs> like, There's that. Yeah, just give them a subscription but I guess to Game that Pass. Was the, the one fatal flaw with that, and maybe this is just more of a... Um, we're still in the infancy of kind of a revolution in terms of how we buy games. Um, the one fatal flaw with that is like, you know, they bring up Gears 5 as an example, but Gears 5 is a very specific example in that on launch day, it was available on Game Pass. Right, right. That doesn't exist with like most games. So, um, yeah. But uh, I do think, honestly, it was weird. Like I thought about it kind of similar to when we were talking about Stadia and I said I thought that like, Stadia is kind of begin the beginning of sort of a change in how we're probably going to play games in the future. I think this game kind of identified another one. I think this is probably the same exact thing where it's probably going to be more of a subscription model in the future than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sp- maybe specifically from like, you know, a Microsoft and a Sony and a Nintendo or something, but I don't know how it work on Steam or on sorry, PC gaming, but um I think it, this is pretty I I had not thought about it before this article, but it's pretty telling that this is probably going to be what we're going to get in the future since Microsoft is pushing so hard on it. And inevitably, you'll, you know what will happen is that Sony will be like, oh, here's ours. And then Nintendo, like five years later, will be like, here's ours. Because they're always like five years behind for some reason. Um, I think I think this is kind of where things are going to go. Yeah. Um. So I actually do want to point out that both Green Man Gaming and Humble Bundle have had games for consoles before yeah yeah they've done definitely. it so there's definitely a humble nintendo a humble switch bundle or something i know i've seen that before there was a ps4 bundle as well there have been two Actually, yeah i've seen ps4 it's, i don't think i've seen xbox though no not yet yeah um but green man gaming has had a few games for pre-orders for switch and ps4 um yeah, so yeah. that that's another thing like for spending 60 dollars on a game if humble bundle and or green man gaming do or like other sources get a hold of these titles where they can sell it at a discount and then give you a code for you to download it. There you go as well. Like I was going to ask you for the ones that you've seen, did they, were they able to do that same discount thing that we keep seeing with PC games? Mm, not on green. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention, but on green man gaming, I must've missed. I think I missed one. Not like I missed buying it, but like, I've only seen on Green Man Gaming um, ones that it was just for pre-order. It was full price. Yeah. But I can't be like the information that, oh, it was sold at a, at a discount. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Sure. Um, as far as for Humble Bundle, um, they have had PS4 bundles, Switch bundles. Um, but they also have had pre-orders for Switch. I think it's both Switch and PS4. I believe mm. so. Okay. Um. I don't know about like after the game's released buying it or whatever. It's more that like if they're able to get pre-orders, then it's kind of a slide in. I- I'm hoping yeah. it's a slide in to be able to sell these games at a discount. Sure. Should be great. Um and uh next up for news. Um yeah, how about uh well which one of you posted the great Netflix show being turned into a video oh, game? Oh, that was me. Oh, it was. Okay. Did anybody look at that? I saw <laughs> I did. I did. Okay. I, I saw the first couple of lines, but I haven't seen the show. 
Okay, so the most important part of it actually isn't actually th this is kind of relevant to you, Zeldrick. The most part important part of it isn't actually the text; it's the video at the bottom. Oh, really? So, if you guys have seen, um, has have either of you guys watched Narcos? Nope. I have not played Narcos. I mean, I'm sorry, I have not watched Narcos, but I played Scarface uh, on PlayStation Two, so it might be similar to that. Am I correct? Nope, not at all. Not at <laughs> I don't all? I don't think so. I don't think a was Scarface kind of like we'll say like GTA esque. Yes, you had yeah, to yeah. go and uh, you know, you had to. You just got out of uh, the the bus, the key, the bus, immigration. Yeah. And you started off like picking up coke, dropping it off, killing some competition, you know, re-upping your dope, stuff like that. So it's it's not that at all. <laughs> it's not um, okay. So basically, uh. Number one, Narcos is like a phenomenal show. Um, it's basically about like uh, I think the Medellin drug cartel and um, basically how they got taken down that whole process with uh, Pablo Escobar. Mm, um, okay. But the thing that was number one, like I said, phenomenal show. I, I love the first two seasons. The third, I think the third one was like okay, um, but it's like XCOM. <laughs> ah, it's that's why like, like the video makes it like more interesting. Yeah, so it's basically it looks like you can pick either sort of the good guys or the bad guys and it's like a XCOM style game uh where I guess you're just in contention for trying to take control of like the drug the drug game in like I think it's Mexico or uh maybe it's not Mexico. I'm forgetting from the show. Um but it's I that's the part that interested me more than anything else was that I was expecting it to be kind of more of a maybe third person GTA style thing. Um, oh my God. It is s, -com, s, -com, s -com, it is. Yeah. And that's, that to me makes it super interesting. Uh, considering oh, this, like this, this should be right up uh, Zeldrick's alley. I've never seen any, like, you know, there's been different XCOM style games, but I've never seen one that basically dealt with anything other than like fighting aliens. Okay. So like it's it was like it was interesting to kind of see something where like it might be able to switch up the subject matter and like I mean I don't know if the mechanics are going to be any different they still have the thing where like um you know it's it's top down and then uh once certain actions happen like it cuts into like that third person over the shoulder thing kind of I guess XCOM wasn't third person over the shoulder but they would zoom in if you were going to kill somebody kind of thing cinematic um, shot the cinematic shot. The yeah, money I think shot. this one, the way that they exactly <laughs> it looks like the way that they're doing it is more so you might have some semblance of control with like aiming and things of that nature once you actually zoom in. So it might I'm wondering if in wondering if it'll become something along the lines of uh you guys have more experience um than me with this. Um the VAT system. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's kind of reminding me of that when I saw them cut in where it's like, oh, maybe you have to select where you try to shoot. And, um, you know, obviously there's like RNG to figure out whether you hit or you don't hit and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But it just looked really interesting. And I know they're basing it off of like content that was really exceptionally well done um, in terms of like, you know, the show Narcos. Um, but, you know, it also could be completely trash as is the case with a lot of stuff that is based on like TV shows. Yeah. You know, when they try to cross media content, well, media formats, but it, to me, like I said, it looked really cool. Um, and this, I guess it looks like it's being developed by the people who made like Marvel ultimate Alliance too, which I don't know what that really means. 
in terms of whether or not the game will be quality. I had fun playing Ultimate Alliance too, but I don't know what that means really. Um, um I th- in terms of potential. Back in the day, I have never played Ultimate Alliance one or two. I believe you're gonna have to correct me if I'm wrong because you might know more. I think I heard all of my friends say that Ultimate Alliance two was the shit. Oh, it was super fun. I okay. loved Ultimate Alliance and Ultimate Alliance 2. I haven't tried 3 since it came out, which is interesting. That seemed to like fall off the radar, but two, 1 and 2 are fantastic. Okay. Um, yeah. This is actually a really interesting take to put on it. And interesting and actually piquing my interest, not like to play it, but like Narcos is one of those shows that I've been meaning to watch for a long time. And yeah. um, I... I just hope that I mean as far as as far as for the visuals go, it does look like it's thirty dollars or something like that. And I hope it's not sixty. <laughs> oh God, no! It should really not be sixty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um, that money, that money is gonna be sixty dollars. <laughs> it probably will. But it's Narcos, it's Narcos. Um, that show. I mean, I, I mean, I watched it, but I heard a lot of people talk about it. Yeah. But um, I hope that there's enough content in the in this game where like you do want to play on both sides you do want to get like the full story or like replay out the story from both sides and that's that's the other thing yeah i really hope they can execute well on that yeah at least there's you know there's two trailers in this article and one of them i think one of them speaking from like the side of the uh agents and the other one's like speaking from the side of the cartel so it seems like they're trying to sell it as in there's like gonna be significant content for both sides but like you said whether or not they execute on it that's a completely different story because if it's really just like the same scenario except for your one side or the other then that's not that's not really that that big of a deal that wouldn't really intrigue me that much yeah but yeah again it's something that i'm gonna keep eyes on because i like the the source material and also like Seems like it's XCOM style. It does worry me a little bit that like I'm just now hearing about this and they say come fall, coming fall 2019, as in I think watch it come out in like October 24th or something. Which <laughs> that always worries me when you don't hear about it until like three weeks before it comes out. Yeah, or usually it's <laughs> or it's like they they release it and they uh, nobody gets review builds until exactly. like two weeks after you can't review it until it like after it comes out yeah, exactly yeah and it honestly looking at it again excited because of the name and because of the, the gameplay type looking at it i honestly would not be surprised if that happened because it, it totally looks like it could be that some bean counter was like let's capitalize on the fact that this show is so <laughs> it's hot now let's make a game and they just threw something together yeah so i wouldn't be surprised if that does happen Still, I'm excited to see what comes of it. You're going to watch some gameplay. <laughs> definitely. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely watching some gameplay. <laughs> this is not one that I'm going to be like, I want no spoilers because, I, like I said, I'm not 100% confident that it's going to be great. Um. Well, um, fuck it. I don't know how to segue into this one. Um, Sony now <laughs> owns Sunset Overdrive. Um, and especially since it's crap i i never played the first one or i'm sorry first one what am i talking about um this is a lady infamous uh question this definitely all, this is for me probably this is most likely for me because neither of you guys play some I, I own it 
because they gave but it away free, but it. I never, I, but you I never played the played demo. It. That was it. Oh, I thought I got the gist it. of it. Uh, maybe that didn't. I don't know. Go ahead. Well, all I know is that when I first heard about this article this week, I was like, okay. And like, I already knew when you, I already knew that when they bought Insomniac Games, I knew that there was a possibility that they will have Sunset Overdrive as well. And, you know, the eccentric Xbox fans out there, they was like, no, no, no. I don't think so. It's not going to happen. And I'm like, yeah, they can do whatever they want to do with that game now. Um, if, if they do make another copy of the game, I mean, a, a sequel to Sunset Overdrive, uh, it will be a PlayStation exclusive. I don't know if it's going to be timed or not. It depends. I wouldn't know. But I know it's definitely going to hit up PlayStation first. Some people are salty about it because now, oh, we got the game on Xbox now. We started it. We made it popular. Now Sony got it. And now we got to get a Sony PlayStation to play it. I'm like, well, it'll be on PC probably. And you can play it on, on that as well, maybe in the future. I'm not worried about it. If it comes out next year, that's the Sunset Overdrive 2, I'm going to just pop it on PlayStation and call it a day. It's just, I'm glad they, I hope they do something with it. Because it was a great game. It was a great game. I got it, what, free? I played it free on one of those games with gold. And yeah, that's I when like, I got yeah. it too. So I was like, let me give it a shot. And it was a great game. I did a, a playthrough on my channel on it, and it was great. Do you, um, did you, there's something really interesting in this article. <laughs> this game got ported to PC last year. Yeah. Yeah. That game is so old. How did it just get ported last year? Because uh, they handed it off to a different company. And it's just like, here, port it on PC. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, maybe I'll try it on PC. I don't know. Um, so this, uh, this is actually in, um, reference to, uh, Sony acquiring Insomniac Games. So the first mention of, uh, of, uh, Sony acquiring Insomniac Games was because of Marvel Spider-Man. That was the big picture that went with all these articles, which means that, um, or as the article continues, Sony finally confirmed that it now has the rights to all of Insomniac's wholly owned properties. And this includes Marvel Spider-Man, Ratchet and Clank, and Sunset Overdrive. Now, as far as for an opinion that's on this article, and I guess it's not really an opinion for numbers, um, don't get your hopes up because Sunset Overdrive, uh, Overdrive did not sell well. Yeah. Um, and, um, but this leads into that um, the fact that Sony now owns all of Insomniac Games, their library, which Insomniac Games has made by themselves, um, like like they own themselves. We could see a Sunset Overdrive. I don't think we're gonna see a Sunset Overdrive like the first one put on PS4. I don't think we will. Um, because I think that's a lot of conversion. You mean very specifically the first game? Correct. Oh yeah, probably not. I um, but it's the fact that um, I get it's kind of worth mentioning. Actually, you know what? I, I kind of want to leave this up uh, open and get your guys' opinion. Why is it that like um, because Sunset Overdrive did not sell well? Why is it worth noting that Sony now owns it? To put some salt into Microsoft's wound for some reason, because there was people that 
who are Xbox-centric that wanted to get another uh, Sunset Overdrive. And realistically, compared to the games that are coming out, it's not something that Insomniac would like to do, like, on their priority list. Mm-hmm. So, um, it wasn't going to make or break me if they came out with another game or not, personally with me. But for others, they feel very... They, they just they jam, they want another one. And uh, just, it's just putting salt in the wound. That's all. <laughs> they didn't have to say that they own this game. Well, uh, Microsoft still has the publishing rights, but Sony owns the IP. Yeah. Well, that means... And, and that, that don't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything if that game just sits... That IP sits and collect us either. Huh. None of it would make sense, right? Not really. Like, um, hey, I don't know if I understood your question. What was your? Can you say your question again? Why is it Why is it worth noting that Sony now owns Sunset Overdrive? If Microsoft still has the publishing rights, but Sony has the IP, but like it, like I can see that, like oh, in the future they might say like, oh, Microsoft, can you just will give you a cut of the deal of just handing over the publishing rights to us or whatever? But like, if Sunset Overdrive didn't sell well, and it's not like we could. Like, it's not profitable, or they think it's not profitable to make a second one. Who knows? We might get one. But with the these um, notes and facts in mind, why is it worth mentioning? Uh, okay, yeah. I might. I think I might be on the same page as Lady Infamous then. I think it's just kind of like those... It's basically... They're just stating the drama of it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Microsoft gets, has publishing rights. Sony owns the IP. What's going to happen? Probably nothing. <laughs> Probably absolutely <laughs> nothing's going to happen. Yeah, um, you know, people on social media, they they make a grain of salt and make it turn it into a mountain. So, like, personally, it doesn't make or break me. Yeah, it's kind of like when you look at that first sentence, it's like, in a strange turn of events, it's like, okay, it's not that crazy. You just got to play up the drama of it to make the article interesting somehow. I think, realistically, this isn't, that interesting of a um an event that happened okay uh, realistically we'll pro- i bet we it, either we never see another sunset overdrive or we won't see one for a super long time like to the point super, where we'll have for, completely forgotten about it they would be like what's sunset overdrive too where's the first one so <laughs> exactly yeah yeah and the console wars continue exactly <laughs> well not with me no, well, no, I, th- I think that's what we're saying. Like, the article is just kind of, like, <laughs> is bolstering that whole idea of a console war. But, I just yeah. don't get it. I just don't get it. It's just adults bashing each other over a piece of plastic and some software. It doesn't make sense. So it, it, It's like, some people don't, I'd be like, yo, I'd be reading this, I'd be reading this shit on the Twitter, and I'd be like, yo, you need to get laid. Because the stuff that you're saying up in here doesn't make sense. I mean, every consumer who have pocket, who got change, money, to spend on whatever they want to spend, have the right to spend it how they want to spend it. And you shouldn't be judged of how you spend your stuff. Cool. That sounds like a crazy person. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, speaking of Sony, um, the state of play is this week on the 24th. um, And uh, expected or anticipated games. Um, As far as for the state of play, uh, we've only had... uh, so correct me if I'm wrong. We've only had one, or we've had two. I believe we've had two. one. I think two. Might be two. Eh, it could be. Okay. Um. Well, at any rate, um, 
Uh, I think what's going to happen is... I don't think that they're going to talk... Well, of course they're not. They're not going to talk about Final Fantasy VII because that was all over Tokyo Game Show and they yeah. they had an announce, they had an announcement for Tokyo Game Show and then they also dropped something in between E3 and Tokyo Game Show. So um, that's kind of the reason why I don't think they're going to talk about that. Um, but before I start talking about what I think they're going to talk about, what do you guys think? Look, they better show me some uh, Last of Us 2. That's all. Well, I mean, they will, because they Sony said that they will talk about it. <laughs> I need some more info. I need some more info. Uh, Well, you better tune in on 24th. Um, What about you, T? On the, on the 24th? Yes, Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Okay, I'll look at it. So as far as I know, the only thing that... There's Last of Us Two, yeah. Which, you know, I've seen. Um, I've seen like the little video that they showed. I think it was at E3 or something like that. The last time they were at E3. Yeah, when they um when oh, they, I guess the the, man, the the chick I think her name is Elle or something or Ellie or something and she was in a barn with her girlfriend yeah. and and they would zoom out and zoom in in between her and her girlfriend in the barn at the party and then um. Or finding some girl on girl body. action. That girl wasn't even cute. Okay? They <laughs> <laughs> they um, moved the entire Sony conference or whatever to a tent yeah, just to reveal weird. like one or two things. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um But yeah, like honestly, so it's interesting. Um I don't I honestly don't even know if I've seen any of these events. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious to see if there's going to be like a bunch of stuff that they actually dropped that we didn't know about. Like that would be, that would be fantastic for me. Cause I know there's, there's going to be death stranding and there's going to be last of us too. And uh, there might be some, um, what was it? Was it, uh, was ghost of Tsushima. That was the, the kind of, uh, was that the other samurai game that they yeah. talked about? At E3? I was wondering if yeah. you were going to bring that up. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that they show some more gameplay of that cuz that looked fantastic to me too. Um cuz I think at the time they showed uh that same E3 we saw Ghost of Tsushima and Sekiro and Sekiro's already been out obviously. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that kind of for a lot of people it probably didn't like scratch the samurai game itch that they were expecting it to. Yeah. And I think this game might so I'll be I'm like super excited if that comes out or if that gets like we get more information on that but um realistically i kind of want to i'm just hoping there's some surprises like some stuff that i'm like either i didn't know about or i completely forgot about where they're like oh yeah you remember this thing like here's some more awesome footage of it or something um i feel like in a lot of ways maybe you guys can kind of correct me if i'm just forgetting some things in a lot of ways like in current times sony kind of hasn't really been mentioning a ton of like first party or playstation exclusive titles so i kind of want to see if they can like sort of lead another charge or like oh yeah you remember the fact you remember you bought a ps4 right well here's the reason why you have it versus like an xbox i don't feel like i've gotten that in a long time so i'm kind of excited to see what they'll talk about on the playstation ain't got no games right now that's why i mean i'm sure they have games but like it's like what's the what reason do you have to not get an xbox or to not get a pc right now because usually that'll be like the first party games or for the, the stuff that like is Sony exclusives where they're like, yeah, this is why you should get it. 
which I guess you know they have um Death Stranding. Death Stranding is PS4 exclusive, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah but yeah. but that been that been a hype train for years. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like I want them I want Sony to kind of give me some more excitement. The same way like I'm always hoping Nintendo will where they're like this is why you should be excited that you own this console cuz I don't feel like I've gotten that for a while. Um but I've also not seen like I said however many of these events they've had before, I haven't actually seen one of them per se. So I don't know. Do you do you guys feel like it's pretty similar to like the Nintendo Directs? I know it's their version of it, but like how they do it is it kind of similar? Minus the weird, awkward snapping they do every time. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think well, they're good. Probably do the same exact thing as like Nintendo's doing. It's just like here's some updates on our first party stuff. Yeah, and that's it. As far as for like what their last state of play was. Man, I do you can't, remember what they talked about? I can't tell you. Like this is like yeah. I can't even remember what they what they said except for maybe Ghost of Tsushima, maybe The Last of Us Two, maybe and one for, one thing was for sure they did show Medieval remake. I know you mentioned that, and I don't remember what that is. That one is um with the knight. That's a skeleton. A, uh, I was gonna ask if it was a skeleton. Now it's it's kind of slowly coming back into my head. I think yeah. I can't remember what it is. Yeah. So um, so yeah, like I can't uh remember what else they showed, but I think um one thing that could be what they might talk about is um some sort of details, unless they're they talk about it specifically somewhere else about uh talking about their PS five. Their new system. Oh yeah, yeah. I did hear what well, when I was looking. They did say something about hopefully it'll be some hardware information. Yeah, because um, you, you otherwise, guys like, be excited about that. I am, but like, I, I, I want to know. Because I, I, I just thought about like the didn't like, Microsoft started talking about theirs, and I don't think I got hyped about it at all. I was just like, oh shoot, new Xbox, and I was like, I'm gonna have to buy a new Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> That's not cheap, and I'm like, I don't no. even, I don't know if I'm super excited about new hardware yet. Um. The the only thing about like new hardware is that like this one has never been denied, and I think was also confirmed about uh backwards compatibility. Oh really? So yeah, just PS4 or like I want to see the console that can play everything, like uh, four, three, two, and like PS like PlayStation. I don't know. I I That'd totally forget fantastic. about that one. I don't think they actually <laughs> said specifically PS4. No, that would be that would be ridiculous if they did that. It's it, I can almost guarantee it's just PS4. It's like how many people are clamoring to be able to play Ridge Racer on their PS5, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it'll be fun to hear about it though. I guess yeah. to hear about the new console. Um, you know what? I think I might be a little bit broken in that sense because like we started doing PC gaming. Yeah. Um, the I think this also goes um for like um uh, not cross-platform, but multi-platform games. See, that's the thing, when it's just like, say that you have both a Xbox and a PlayStation, then it's just like, I play my Xbox mostly, and I buy all my games there, and then I buy my exclusive, my PS4 exclusive, whenever they come out. Then it's just like, yeah. well, why should I play my PS4? Or it's, um, actually, I'm in that same boat, I don't have as many consoles. I have a PS4 and a PC. And to be honest, I'm glad that I have a PS4 and a PC um, 
one because I have more options of playing with playing with multiple uh, people. But the other thing is that the exclusives that do come out on PS4, I'm glad I got to play them. And it's not like, you know, why do I have a PS4? It's like, I'm looking forward to the next one because I know that there's going to be one. There's going to be a next well, like, PS4 what's, exclusive. What's an example of like PS4 exclusive that you're like, I'm glad I got a chance to play it? Uh, Spider-Man, Horizon Zero Dawn, um, yeah. God of War, uh, oh, yeah. Until Dawn. Um, yeah. uh, I just realized I have like almost all of those games and haven't played them. Because <laughs> that might have been the Dawn problem. Yet? What's that? You haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn. I got it on Prime Day. Have not touched it. You're square. You're hella. I square own Horizon there. Zero Dawn. I beat that game uh, is Dawn. amazing. I own God of War. Have not beat it. I beat it before you did, and you yeah. let me borrow it. I let you borrow it. Well, I mean, same thing with Spider Man. So I beat, <laughs> I no, I beat God of War before, you or no? before he did. Oh wow! You beat Wait a minute. No, you beat Spider Man and the DLC. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, but was it before you or just uh, the DLC was before you? You beat the DLC, DLC already. Before you. you beat the main story after I did. Okay, yeah, that's right. I watched the stream. Never mind. Um, but that might be. I guess that could be partially why I'm forgetting a lot of PlayStation exclusives because I own them and I didn't play them. And then there's uh, uh, Shadow of the Colossus, um, uh, The Last Guardian, Ico, like those uh, two remakes oh, sure. or yeah. HDs or whatever. Um, that was a long time ago, though. Uh, Uncharted Four. Um, uh, Journey, Journey. I, I like Journey. Journey is on. Well, well yeah. Now. I guess actually, I guess you know maybe what? I didn't. Yeah, Journey. Maybe I didn't ask it properly. I was more saying like in recent times. I was like, just like what has they released kind of more recently? God of War definitely falls on that. Um, but stuff that where they're like something that's been a relatively recent reminder of like this is why you need a playstation specifically oh see the other this is not you but this is for me and other people but persona 5 oh yeah i wanted to play it i just haven't yeah yeah i heard it's really good um okay yeah so i mean there's a good chunk of playstation 4 exclusives as well as xbox exclusives that are really good um yeah that it also kinda... legitimately just could be that everything's taking a lot longer to like sort of make and release and therefore like it feels like there's just a well I mean technically there is but I'm feeling the fact that there's a lot longer time in between these like high profile exclusives that are being released. Yes. Yeah. Um and that's something to note um and uh Lady of you can chime in for like Xbox stuff uh because uh, you have more experience with that and what you feel about it. But as far as for PS4 exclusives, the distance in between each PS4 exclusive is, it seems like it's a long time or it may feel like a long time to some people. But to be honest, I'm kind of glad that these exclusives are taking their sweet ass time to come out because so far, I don't think I've just, I've been disappointed in any of these exclusives from PS4. Halo Gear and Forza. That's all we got. Uh, there had to be more uh, than that. <laughs> ah, I'm not that off the top more. of my head. Yeah, you not got off the top. You got Recore. I played it, didn't finish it. Nobody finished that game. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's a lie. I know, I know, I know someone who played the Division of version and beat it, and she beat everything in that game. She says Recore to the death of her. But, she liked yeah. it, or she just wanted to beat it because she owned it. No, she really enjoyed it. Well, here's the other thing: um, Quantum Break. 
that didn't take a while because that, that's that's not recent though. Well, I'm I'm talking about just Xbox exclusives. Yeah, Conquest yeah, is pretty Crackdown. Fun. Yeah, Crackdown fun. three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. To you. Oh well, this is one of my favorite games. Like, I'll Crack actually down. put it. No, no, no. Cuphead was one, probably one of my favorite games ever. Actually. So, so yes, like, I, I would, I would yeah. technically put it under an Xbox exclusive, even though that it came to Steam on the same day. Yeah, yeah, it's Xbox because and it's PC, a, but it's still yeah, Microsoft. I give it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Cuphead would be Cuphead one. Either. Gears Five just came out. Oh, Ori's gonna be coming out too. Uh, I mean, you know what? Maybe, maybe what it is is that um, more so before maybe because there was like a lot of high profile like AAA titles. Maybe before it felt a little bit more like, oh, this is a Microsoft game, and not just a game that feels like it just happens to only be on Xbox. Uh-huh. I think Sony's in a lot of ways feel a little bit more like this is a Sony PS4 exclusive. Right. Microsoft just kind of feels like, oh, you know, it just didn't come out on PS4. Because I'm like, Crackdown, I guess, take, I'd put that with it. it, it I'm, Crackdown almost feels like it was like an indie game or something. I don't know. <laughs> but it's a, play, uh, a Microsoft exclusive. It is. Though. And I think, but I'm, I'm saying, I think that's why it doesn't feel like this that's is your reason to buy an uh, Xbox. Because it almost felt like just like, I beat the game in like six hours in the first night it came out. It's almost like if that's all I get out of it, then it's probably not going to feel like, ooh, I need to get an Xbox for this. But, you know. For six hours. Yeah, for, for six, six hours, hours, and it's not even really, there's a story to it, but you don't really care about the story to crack down. You just want to blow stuff up. Um, yeah. But yeah, all in all, it could just be a shift in kind of, it could be a shift in the industry a little bit. I don't know. Maybe the console wars aren't really as like raging as I, they kind of felt before. Or maybe they weren't before, and everybody just hyped them up like they were. I don't know, but um, I, well, we did have more. I kind of want to say that there were a bunch more exclusives between the two, like in, in the three hundred and sixty PS three era, mm-hmm. and then before that with the original Xbox and the PS two. Yeah, like the the divide was clearly there. Um, yeah. but as we've gone on, it's just it's not as prevalent anymore um and uh and this is not even like touching on the fact that pc kind of has their dip in in the in both consoles here and there um it's not even touching on that but like i think it goes back to what i was saying before the fact that these games that are exclusive to microsoft or to ps4 like they're taking longer to develop yeah and we have a lot of multi-platform games in between. Yeah. So. I can totally um, be it. And then everybody will probably get on uh, the console wars because of online or whatever. Sure. Um. So yeah. Um. I think. Yeah. Let's let's, let's move on. Um. Apple is making a splash. Uh, Apple Arcade. I think that this was you again, D. This is me. So I, I kind of like this, and you know, full disclaimer, I actually work at Apple. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> but like I said, full disclaimer, I work at Apple on the video team, so I don't have nothing to do with Apple Arcade. I don't have anything to do with selling phones, anything like that. 
we just make videos for the employees at the stores to watch. So, and there's content on the video wall at the stores. But I think, so the reason I brought this up, I don't actually, I didn't sign up for Apple Arcade. Um, I honestly really was not paying attention to it whatsoever before like it got launched, which I believe it got launched like middle of last week or so. Um, but did you guys get a chance to look at the video that they showed? No. Okay, so I've never if you heard look of this, this video. I did, I did, I did. The thing that I think is significant about this video, um, and this is me being like, I love the part of like our discussions where like I get to tell everybody that this is what's going to happen in the future in the industry, and I get it, and I'll probably end up being wrong. I don't care. But I think one of the things that was very noteworthy about that is how freaking good those games look. Um, and the reason why that's noteworthy is because I think they're actually starting to look like games to the point where the iPhone might become a viable like gaming platform and not just mm. like considered to be a mobile gaming platform. But I mean, for example, I think they just announced that like iOS 13 now like you can use an Xbox controller and connect via Bluetooth to your phone. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, I think this actually the fact that there's these games are starting to look amazing and like they're starting to make it so that you can actually connect controllers and stuff like that. Tell me what you guys think, but it could totally be like a, a contender for something like the Switch. I was Where, just like, thinking about that. Yeah, you just latch on to two latch on two controllers or connect via Bluetooth, and all of a sudden, when the games, you know, you're not going to get any Nintendo games for the most part, besides like a Mario run or like, you know, Dr. Mario or something like that games that were specifically made for a mobile platform, but they might start giving you some very like robust in-depth experiences to the point where like you could pay five ninety nine a month and get like, kind of like what we were saying earlier with the subscription services. I think they have like 53 games or something like that right now. Mm-hmm. Get access to a lot of games that are like, really high quality that play kind of like you might be playing a switch which to me could legitimately be an attempt to kind of move more seriously into the video game space to where so at some point like it's you know the iphone which is not even just the iphone but um smartphones at this point went from you know they used to just be phones then all of a sudden they were like your phone and text device. And then they're all of a sudden your picture device and your music device. Actually music came first. And now the internet device, it might be your gaming device too. It's never going to beat a PC or an Xbox or something like that, but could be your portable gaming device in the future. Yeah. I don't know what um, you guys think. Uh, I ain't getting that. <laughs> I, I only got an iPhone 6S. What am I doing with well, that? No. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you do have an iPhone. <laughs> Yeah, but I have a success too. Um, but would you, you buy got a plus? Yeah, you the got a plus, plus just means it's bigger. Um, but would you would you do it if, for example, you knew that for five years or something like that, you were gonna have a legitimate handheld gaming option? I plan to get the switch, so I don't even know if that's gonna even. I just the games that I saw did not entice me to like. Spend an extra five ninety nine a month, or four ninety nine a month. A lot of kid friendly games, you know, nothing really for the mature audience. You guys hear me? Yeah. No. Yeah, we can hear you now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I just don't think it's geared to my demographic. Um, 
So I the thing is is that with this, I feel like that this is a good thing because there's a a lot of phone games. There's a lot of them. And what I would like to say is that this Apple Arcade and the subscription is going to highlight the more notable sort of cell phone games mm -hmm. out there. Um, and because of the way that cell phones are going nowadays and um, being able to play bigger games, more robust games and that sort of thing, um, it's not, I wouldn't say it would be a full contender as far as for like, say the Nintendo Switch, but I would say that like, this is a service for those that don't have a portable console or they just whenever they play games that's on their phone or they play uh or their only mobile games is on their phone and they don't have a switch um and here and there like playing a little bit um so i feel like that this is going to work for a specific demographic uh i don't have an iphone i have an android so this has no bearing on me. Though I do need to point out that Sayonara Wild Hearts is on the iPhone as well. Yeah. And it's a Switch iOS game now. I didn't know it was on it was going to iOS. But for anybody out there that doesn't know about Wild uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts or has heard of it, if you have an iPhone, Please take the one month free subscription and play this game because it's fucking magical looking. It's a music rhythm game that is just spectacular in visuals. It and the music is I mean, from the couple of songs that I've seen, one was decent, one was really good. And yes. um so it's worth if you don't have a switch, it's worth just doing the free trial just to play this game. So that's all I can say about it. Yeah. So, so I guess the thing, I, the point I was trying to get across was just like less, I guess, you know, we, we've kind of had sort of these sort of mini discussions about, sorry, discussions about things like this. And I think one of the things I try to keep in mind is that when I say stuff like this, it's not even necessarily to say right now. It's a question of like, what does it mean in terms of the future? And I thought like Sayonara Wild Hearts was actually a great example where it's like, the phones, especially considering the phones, um, you know, right now they're on like a 10 year uh, life cycle for like the consoles for the most part. Mm -hmm. The phones are on like a one. Yeah. So basically like every single year, the phones get more and more powerful and theoretically are able to handle bigger games, bigger mm -hmm. and more uh, resource intensive games. And I guess the thing I was more thinking of, um, it's not necessarily just like for the iPhone, but just conceptually, is this kind of a marker to say that like, not just the iPhone? Because again, I know that I guarantee you because Apple did it, you'll see it on the Android too. Okay, that's kind of what happens. Like you know, Microsoft does something, Sony does it. Uh, you see something on Android, all of a sudden it's on like uh, iOS. Um, but is it? A, is this going to be a thing where if the phones can keep progressing? every single year and getting more and more powerful at some point specifically like for example with the switch are they going to be able to just catch up to the switch to where the reason to get the switch at that point is for the nintendo specific experiences not just to have a handheld that you can play games on 
That is a very interesting question that I can't really think of an answer spot on because like these, yeah, you're right. These phones get more and more robust and better as time goes on. Um, and I feel like that in terms of what we have now mm-hmm. and then we're trying to look on down the line, I still think that cell phones won't reach that point of like being on par with say the current switch or whatever it would be at that time like i don't think that cell phones will reach that point um because otherwise we have the n-gauge again if you remember the nokia n-gauge ish i remember it i never had it <laughs> the fucking <laughs> taco phone it, but yeah <laughs> um so like if that would be the thing, then that would mean that the only you like Nintendo or Sony or who or Microsoft are not going to be like, yeah, we released a uh, a console, it's portable and it's a phone. Now we have to subscribe to our cell phone service. Like they're not going to do that. Oh no, no, I, I highly doubt Microsoft or Sony would do that. So like, I think, <laughs> I think for just the convenience for cell phones. I don't think it's going to get to that point where we'll have like a portable console like one that is just like it, it's it's hard to tell because like I, I've have you ever seen Dot Hack? Uh no. I've just okay. seen you playing the game. Okay, so the as far as for uh the GU uh portion of that timeline uh or have that universe their vr sets are portable um and they're able to experience this mmo and all of their news and stuff in this vr headset and so while that is sci-fi and totally futuristic i don't think that we'll get to a point to where it'll be on par with say a ps4 or something like that so why buy a console just buy the next cell phone to play all your like triple a games or whatever we do uh actually what was just released this week was call of duty mobile and i don't i'm pretty sure that does not look on par with black ops 4 (laughs) um so i don't know uh i yeah i guess i guess i was trying to avoid saying like on par with a console that's why i specifically mentioned the switch because i think the switch currently especially with the uh switch light that's being i think it's called the switch light that they're releasing i think they're trying to go back to that whole thing of um nintendo being like the handheld that you go to yeah um kind of like they had with like the game boy and the ds and stuff like that um so what i what i kind of imagine more so was like you have your nintendo consoles like your xbox and your ps whatever it is um you have your nintendo switch but then you also have like a lot of people who think of their phone as being a gaming device, which I think a lot of people don't now. I think a lot of people just think of it as it's a device where you can play games on it, but yeah. it's not a gaming device per se. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, yeah, more thinking like, so like, for example, I play PUBG. PUBG works really freaking well on the, on the uh, iPhone only problem being you have to use those stupid virtual sticks like yeah yeah it's like that was always a bad idea i don't know why anybody thought it was a bad a good idea 
for shooters, but um, I'm just imagining like, you know, iPhone, the 11's coming out, but imagine like the 12, what PUBG looks like. And if you can have like somehow connect a controller to it, or if you just connect Bluetooth, connect an Xbox controller to it. No, they, they're going to do that anyway. Yeah, yeah. Now you can do that. It's just kind of like now you have like a legit game that you can play on the quote unquote legit consoles on your cell phone. Which right. I imagine that's just going to keep happening more and more and more. Not to where it ever takes over. It'll never be able to keep up with the freaking consoles because they're like built to be able to play games. You know, the big uh, developers and publishers are going to want to have games on those consoles like, you know, till the end of time probably. But um, just more so as like a, are people, are a lot of people going to, for example, be on the train playing their iPhone instead of being on the train playing their Switch? That's kind of I mean, I mean. there already are. <laughs> when you're yeah, like that yeah. so that's what i'm saying um, so are, are people gonna take are they gonna take a share or a chunk of people who would have been playing a nintendo switch before but now they have like an iphone or an android like a google pixel or whatever the hell the device is because i assume it's not just gonna be ios but this thing where like there's an insane number of games like it almost like you'll never get anywhere near being able to play all these games and they can play all of that and get like actual legit experiences that feel like you're playing on a console or playing on a right. Switch or something. That's kind of what I mean. Um, yeah, that's that's actually something to think about as yeah. these cell phones progress forward. Yeah. Personally, I'm I would say no, but that's just me. Um, though, uh, as far as because you did bring up uh, game streaming before. Uh, we'll probably see instead. Uh, you'll be able to stream your games from PlayStation. I don't know about Xbox, but I mean, because uh, Sony has a streaming service or did. I think they still have their streaming service. Oh, you talking about the one for like that? Was it PlayStation the Xperia now? or whatever, where you could actually play like the games on your phone? I didn't know that remotely. was an Xperia exclusive. But I thought I like do, I don't know, maybe. Well, um, Sony had had or has a game streaming service called PlayStation Now? Yeah, yeah, they still have that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um we may be seeing um game streaming service uh on cell phones um and uh, instead and um uh just hook up a bluetooth controller to it and then there you go. And then, you know, with what we talked about last week or the other week about 4G gaming or 5G gaming, sorry. Um, with our network connections getting better, or if you're near a Wi-Fi spot and you're away or in the office or fucking whatever, you can just play a, a level of God of War or whatever. Um, so yeah. you never know. We might be uh, that might be part of the future too. Yeah, I'll be too old to experience it. I'm fine. <laughs> be like fifty-seven. And personally, though, in in terms of myself, I would not be able to do something like that only because like as far as for my life goes when i'm out i have to take care of shit and if i don't have to take care of shit outside i will go home or i'll be hanging out with friends like that's the thing so um i'm yeah, usually never just thinking like oh what if you're out having coffee or something like that yeah just want to yeah. play a game you happen to have your phone well not happen i almost guarantee you'll have your phone with you <laughs> right versus like having actively decided to bring your switch or something like that right yeah i just thought, i right. just think it's interesting just because like the games when you look at the video like they look dramatically better than what you used to get in terms of if you compared 
<laughs> at a, a game you could play on your phone to what you could play on like a Switch or whatever. It to me they don't look that different. Right. So right. seemed like a pretty um, big step. And we, yeah, we're, we're seeing examples of games running fairly smoothly. Actually, re- so, uh, the the um, Sayonara Wild, Wild Hearts um, videos um, that I looked at briefly that people posted on Twitter. Yeah, those are running at sixty frames. Like that's a huge deal on a cell phone. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. It, it, I mean, when it comes to this, that those are that's evidence of we might be actually heading in that direction. Um, for the sum part. Yep. Uh, anyways, uh, I guess let's move on. Uh, now, this last part, I'm not going to TwitchCon, but Unsheath Productions and Lady Infamous here are going to TwitchCon. So if you're... Sharpie going too. Well, for people that are here. Oh, that's here, here. <laughs> that's here, here. All right, okay. all right. The special mention, Jay Sharpie so is going to <laughs> TwitchCon. Sharpie's not here, so he's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're in the San Diego area, stop by TwitchCon, meet these famous people. Um, but um, you two have experience with going to TwitchCon last year, and um, uh, this is not your first rodeo, right? No. Mine's no. third, I think. Uh, well, no, this okay. is fourth, I think. It's third for me. Um, so first off, um, before talking about just experiences or whatever, um, what panels are you interested in that they're playing now or playing that they're going to be doing at this TwitchCon? What do you what do you want to do there or the panel specifically? I always hit up. I always hit up like the enrichment panels for like POCs and, you know, pep talks with them. I haven't seen. I think I've seen one. I think that's on Friday. Um, I'm going to hit that up. There's a magic hour for like Magic the Gathering hour. Ooh. I have. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna get my deck out. They're gonna be mad at me because I take care. They're gonna be mad at me because I take care of my deck. I gotta have sleeves on my cards, and I don't have sleeves on my cards. Shout out to Unchief because he gave me both his. He gave me his deck for TwitchCon last year. So it's like a red deck, a black deck, and a green deck all mixed together in one bag, and I'm doing it so horribly <laughs> of maintaining these cards. So I'm going to make sure I bring my cards there with me. And there's a cooking meetup as well for cooking streamers. Um, There's a couple of people from Bay Area Live that's going to be there as well. Jane Henry's going to be there. I met her. Zelda, when we went to Pagan Idol, the chick that was talking to me where her husband was the dreadlocks. Um, Unfortunately, I don't remember these two. Um, What specifically oh, did she do? She, she do cooking shows on her Twitch Oh, channel. wait, no. I remember now. I remember now. Okay. So she's gonna be there as well. I want to go to Artist Alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a couple of people from Bay Area Live that's gonna have booths up there, so I want to go check them out, see what they got, and eat good food. Hope TwitchCon party ain't trash. <laughs> um, I hope not. I hope not. But yeah, that's it. I I, I don't want to be like all day in the panels. I might do like maybe one or two panels a day then walk around the convention floor if i see something that catches my eye i'll probably buy it um but most of the time it's just meeting people that you know your comrades from twitch you're like hey ain't you lady infamous hey yeah ain't you such and such hey how are you and you know that's how it goes what about you t um 
So I haven't I haven't really like gone through to see exactly what every panel is per se. I'm 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 lazy. I do that like literally. I'll probably do that on like the flight there. Um, <laughs> but like what I typically will do in terms of panels is um, I typically will focus on um, panels that are centered around either building community or things that kind of relate to more like the business side of like um, being a streamer, whether it be how you can monetize things. You know, I've gone to one on like, you know, doing taxes when you're a streamer and stuff like that. Oh, wow. I kind of like the more technical type of things because what I've personally experienced, um, maybe this is something that as a first time um, attendee, you would want to do um, just for the cool factor. Um, I personally, like I've gone to some of the panels where it's like, um, so you want to be a streamer, I think is one panel that they have almost every year or they have like, uh, yeah, they do that. They have interacting with your audience and stuff like that, or how I got partnered. And a lot of that stuff, when I've personally gone to it, um, I kind of, I kind of think of it the same way I think of working on movies. Like when I worked on movies, it's kind of like the first time you do it, there's the cool factor to it. Like, oh my gosh, these people made it. This person's a partner. This person's somebody that I used to watch or whatever. There's that cool factor. But after you, you know, after you've worked on a bunch of movies or after you've seen a bunch of those panels, you kind of realize that like, it seems like there's not much more to it than the cool factor. Um, mm-hmm. In the sense that when they're telling you, oh, this is how I became partner, for example, it's kind of like everyone's going to go through the process differently. So them telling you almost doesn't, there's certain, you know, little tidbits you can pick up, but you, you probably aren't going to pick up that much that you didn't already know in terms of like, I need to engage with the audience. I need to post here or do this or do that or whatever. Um, but your experience is going to be unique. So I typically not, I typically don't really do those per se. I like to do stuff that like I can probably go home and use that information pretty much immediately. Um, So I'll probably try to do like maybe four or five panels, see what's good in terms of that kind of topics. And then just like explore the expo hall a bunch. Um, Cause they usually have some, you know, games that you've never played or like interesting experiences or like, you know, I'm sure they'll have indie games and stuff like that. That's usually where I'll lurk around a lot, but um yeah, I'm just going to more take it as a learning experience, networking when I can, but more just like learning um, very specifically because, you know, there's very few times where you get to learn directly from the people that are doing it. So um, that should be exciting. And that's that's kind of how I've approached it every year, except that first year. The first year I was like, oh, my God, it's Dr. Disrespect. And now I'm like, eh. You know, <laughs> he's just a guy who's partnered. Not to say that he hasn't accomplished a lot, but it's not like I don't need to get starstruck from seeing Doctor Disrespect. Right? Okay, it is not that serious. Yeah. I did not get star. <coughs> Excuse me. The only person that I got starstruck with is this streamer called Pretty Fem- uh, Phenom. I try to get her. I try to meet her in Long Beach. But I didn't get a chance to meet her. So when I went to San Diego, I was on the phone talking to somebody. She was right in front of me. And uh, I was like, look, I'll call you back. And then I was like, because she was she was down to earth chick and she was a streamer. So I was cool with that. You know what I mean? She was like, what you got in your hand? And she saw I had a blunt in my hand. I was like, you know what this is. And then we started walking and talking for a few minutes. And now we're cool. And it's 
that was like probably the only starstruck person um that I met at TwitchCon. Everybody else ain't that serious. Nah. <laughs> um so as far as or, um for from what you guys have said this it does sound like a lot of the conventions that I've been to and um as far as for there's panels, there's meetups, there's uh stuff for X, Y, and Z for your um type of demographic and here's learning for this and stuff like that. So for anybody that hasn't gone to TwitchCon ever, but has gone to an anime convention or a nerd convention, video game convention or whatever, um anything more along the lines of um, that there is media involved, not really more of a, a technical side. Um, it seems like that it's it falls along the lines of that type. And for anybody that is going and it's their first time, I feel like treat it as the same way as you would, say, your anime convention, your Comic-Con, whatever, because like, there are going to be panels and like if something interests you, go ahead and go and like make it a learning experience just like what you said uh unseat productions and um if there's anything that that uh represents you or something that you want to get involved with just like you lady infamous like definitely go to it and um have that that good time and experience um so as far as for um i i think i might have like nailed it on the head but like Advice for just first timers to TwitchCon in general, because uh, well, Unsheath Productions, you've been to more than one different type of con, and I don't think you have, Lady Infamous. Um, <laughs> e three, E three is a conference, is a con, right? No, no, that that's a huge trailer fest. Um, but uh, <laughs> I I joke, but still, no, I, like, I haven't been. I haven't no like a technical like anime con or something like that. No, I haven't. Okay, um, so then, like, Unsheath Productions, did I pretty much nail it for, like, advice for first-timers? Uh, yeah, I, this realistically is not that different. To me, the main thing that's... There's two things that are different. Um, one of them is that for a lot of people, uh, when they go to, for example, a Comic-Con or things of that nature, they're just going as a fan. Yeah. Um, which you can be at TwitchCon. There's a lot of people who go who aren't streamers, but um, it's a little bit different for some people because they're going as streamers, like basically the ones that the actual convention is made for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you go to learn things, um, in a lot of cases, it could literally be something that's impacting what you might consider to be your job. So it could be like, you know, to go into those panels and things of that nature might be a little bit more um, from a professional standpoint um so that might be a little bit different but you know if for somebody who's just going if they're a streamer or not it is basically just like that where you're gonna be able to see a lot of cool things meet a lot of cool people meet people you're a fan of or you've like you enjoy their work and you can buy artwork and all that kind of stuff like it's it's pretty typical for a convention um but yeah in the end and then the other thing that i would say is different is just that because again a lot of the people that are going such as myself or lady infamous are actually streamers contrary to what you probably would see at a comic con for example the people you're interesting interested in seeing might just literally be walking past you so it's not like you yeah. know when 
the cast of the Avengers shows up for a panel at Comic-Con and they bring him out, <laughs> you know, from backstage and sit him on the, t- the stage. And then once they're done, they take him off and you never see him on the floor. You know, if you saw Lady Infamous doing a panel on the stage, you probably would see her on the floor like an hour later. So that's the right. other thing that's different. Um, so it, it's there was a lot of yeah, a lot of people walk past me. Yeah, it's like a chance to actually get to. One of the good things you can do is you can actually talk to the people. If, for example, you're a fan of Lady Infamous's work, then you can talk to her directly because you might see her literally on the floor, as compared to you know these celebrities that's where what you happened. never see them on the that's floor. That's what happened to me on E3. That happened to me on E3. Yeah. yeah. So, but other than that, yeah, it's just a con. They're they're all pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, okay. You're gonna see people dressed First. up too. <laughs> it's gonna yeah, be yeah, there'll be some dress. Yeah. Um, for me, okay, if you go in with a group of friends, if you plan to go with a group of people, please let it be some cool people that you know that you're gonna have fun with. Because if you don't, that it, the vibe will be different for the whole con- for the whole con. If you're going by yourself. Make sure you have like a small itinerary of what you want to do, because um, you, you don't necessarily have to like go by the itinerary bit by bit. But you do have like a frame, like what uh, you know, like a basic layout of what you want to do. Always, please, if please, babe. That's <laughs> all I have to say. I mean, like wake up, babe, get dressed and go. You know what I mean? Um. It wasn't that bad last year, but Long Beach? Oh, my God. Uh, I, it, I mean, just rule of thumb, I guess, in life. Be a decent human being and fucking did, take a shower. <laughs> no, because sometimes, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, that's just like going anywhere else that you want to be around people and just being considerate of others, too. Because, you know, there's plenty of people in that con that got, like, sensitivities to smells and odors and stuff yeah. like that. And um I know I've been a couple of times I walk past people and I'd be like, damn, what happened? <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> um what else can I say? As a woman, as a as a female go who usually go on conventions by herself, just be extra cautious. Um if you're uh, if you're like by yourself most of the time, just be cautious of your surroundings. Don't don't get wasted at a spot you don't know around people that you don't know. Know your limits. If you know you've done too much and you need to get the fuck back to your telly, you need to go get back to your telly. You know stuff like that. Just like common sense stuff because you know I'm I'm over here you know being the best of me at TwitchCon, and I go back home, and I look up on the internet, and I'm seeing, you know, Twitch drama partner stuff that happened at this TwitchCon location, so just make sure you have your good surroundings, and make sure you have fun, because 9 out of 10, the people that's going to San Diego probably went came from, like, the other side of the country, like, half of them, most than half of them, of the people that's coming through, come from, what, East Coast, South, Midwest, so enjoy enjoy your time you have don't don't do no stupid shit don't get into no fights be safe yeah and um like mentioning that um being being a uh, female and going to a con like this and like if you're alone or 
if you're going with someone or whatever. I think actually, nope. well, what I was going to say is that, like, I think this is also a good step um, towards, um, like, finding other um, female streamers or, like, gamers or what have you and, like, you know, get yourself into the community, too. So, like, not really specifically, like, you know, don't be alone, that sort of thing. Like, I mean, yeah, like, make friends and, like, yeah, you could... Um, like not not necessarily like oh tag along whatever but like um yeah, like I'm get not together. Doing that. Mm -hmm. Um. Now, um, I do want to like tell like some sort of small thing and step back towards like um when you like are starstruck when you see someone or someone that you watch all the time or whatever and like all these different partners and stuff like that. Um, when I went to um uh Final Fantasy Fan Fest in 2016. Um, I met Mr. Happy1227, who is a primarily Final Fantasy fourteen streamer and plays, like, a lot of other RPGs and Final Fantasies on his stream, um, and that sort of thing. He, and he also makes guides for Final Fantasy fourteen as well, um, so, like, uh, he's partnered. And then when I saw him and I met him at Final Fantasy, at FanFest, it, like, just the a regular guy and i'm not saying like oh he's just some joe schmo but it's like he's just like every one of us uh, every one of us he's a, just a, like another human being and he'll talk to you like another human being and like if you introduce yourself it's like oh hey like i'm so and so like i i really like your content and then like you know um maybe ask some questions or something like that and like you'll quickly realize that any of these other people that are affiliate or partnered or have a lot of followers or whatever like unless they're getting bombarded by a lot of people and they're just kind of annoyed because they kind of want to have a good time like and they might have a rough edge about them and they're you know um if they are having a rough time please take social cues but like they'll talk to you like just like any other human being and like actually talk with you so it's not like you know you need to be nervous or like, and I know that there is sort some sort of uh, disregarding social anxieties. There is some sort of like stigma of, wow, this guy is on this pedestal or whatever. It's like, don't, don't think like that. Like, I know I, I, I felt, I felt that way about, um, a particular uh, streamer. And, uh, when I met him, I was like, I just couldn't you, I just, I have I have put him up on this pedestal so high. So when I met him, I was like, "You just like me, man." Yeah, you just like me. Exactly. So so you don't do that. Because <laughs> they might they might be a little embarrassed about you, you know, feeling that way towards that person, or you can or they can be just like very egotistical, and they will be like, "Feed me that shit." So. If you meet if you meet somebody you want to meet, just say hi, grab a picture, you know, keep it moving. If someone if someone wants to, you know, come and talk to me, that's fine. Take a picture. I can ask you some questions. You know, I'm very outgoing, but don't make me feel uncomfortable, you know? Right. Um so and I think also just for like viewers too. It seems like this would be a good place for just viewers to check out other communities not like another streamer and stuff like that but other communities around the same interests like cooking or art or um or magic or magic exactly so I love magic <laughs> <laughs> um yeah 
but I can't wait, man. Look, I got three more days of work. I cannot wait. I'm only worried about the plane ride, but I'll be all right. I'll got to find a movie or something. Read a book. <laughs> um, a plane ride? Well, I, <laughs> yeah. It's like an hour. <laughs> it's an hour and 45 minutes, okay? Okay. It's an hour and 45 minutes, okay? Okay. Look, I'm not... I don't be on planes every weekend like you. So well, when I just flew to San Diego, like a couple of weeks back, I think it was an hour and fifteen minutes. You might you might be overestimating it a little bit. I see my itinerary. Do you have it a stop or something? A layover? I don't think so. Oh, all right. I'm gonna have to check after the show. Okay. But uh, I've um I recently learned that there are like a couple of other people that um. Uh, a couple of the streamers, um, rather, that are also going to TwitchCon. And, like, yeah, I can I can see you three, like, at any other, at any Bay Area live meetup. And it's just, like, I, I do want to, like, hang out with you guys and, like, go to a con and stuff like that. That would be a lot of fun. But then there is these other people that, like, are going that are small time. And it, I mean, and don't take it, like, so harshly when I say small time. but like. It, like they're affiliate, they're like kind of they're more on the same level as me, or like they're they're growing and stuff like that. They're like they have their own community and stuff like that. Where it's just like, damn, I could have met you and uh, I won't be able to go. So, um, but otherwise, like, um, it'd be a really good place, really good place to network. And um, for anybody that is going. <laughs> Don't think so highly of yourself when it's just like, don't you know who I am? Just like what? Sharp, never, which, never that. What Sharpie? Never that. It's some sort of story that Sharpie <laughs> sends, uh, keeps telling that like from last TwitchCon that it's just like some sort of Black Mirror episode where he was mentioning like some guy trying to get into a party. It's just like, don't you know who I am? It's like, no, who are you? Like it, some sort of superiority complex. Like I remember that uh, him telling the story. It's like I I can see some people having this sort of complex. Oh, yeah, so, of course. Um, but yeah, I just can't. Huh? I can't wait. I just can't wait, man. I got my <laughs> outfits on deck. I can't wait. I'm gonna be purple out. Look at the TwitchCon party. You're gonna. I'm gonna be in full purple. So that's how you're gonna find me. You said you wasn't even going to TwitchCon party. Well, man, I paid for it. I'm at least be there for half the time. If you're gonna be Shit. dressing in purple, you're gonna just be like everybody else in a sea of purple. Mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> think everybody's gonna have purple like me. Eh, all right. Are yeah, you why would they think of the color purple? I like purple. Yeah, I know, but it's like Twitch's color. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing a theme. I'm theming there. I'm doing a purple theme. Okay. Why not? Cool. Um. Any last words about TwitchCon? Anyone guys want to say? Put out there. Eat some good food. No. It'll be fun. It's always fun. As long as you take advantage of it in whatever facet that means. Networking, right. panels, whatever it is. It's always fun. Um, I guess the last thing I'll say, uh, even though I'm not going, is that um, you're in San Diego. Might as well take a part in like the out- uh, the town life, what's going on there, the food and stuff, just like you said, Lady Infamous. So yeah, I heard gas lamp. The gas lamp is on point. Yeah, so yeah exactly. it's right across the street from where TwitchCon is. Gas lamp. All right. <clears throat> um. So, uh, that's it for the podcast. What are you two doing this week? Uh, Unsheathed Productions. Uh, 
I assume we're going to try to do maybe some more Gears 5 if people have time I'll and we can it. coordinate. I'm down on Wednesday. Um, I'm down on Wednesday. I don't know if I can do Wednesday. I'll see. <laughs> but like, We'll talk about <laughs> it later. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also, I know we didn't get a chance to do some more of uh, Unheard. I assume Sharpie's going to want to do some of that since his computer is back up and running. Um, yeah, yeah. But in terms of like games that I'm going to play just on my own time, uh, I think I might try a little bit more of uh, Mutant Gear Zero. I started to play. I only played it for like 45 minutes or something like that, but it's been really cool so far. And um, I don't know. I think I might try to get some more uh, Samurai Showdown time in. I haven't played in a little bit to the point where I think they actually released a new character and I haven't even got a chance to play with her yet. So I'm going to do that. And of course, every time I do it, I'll be streaming on twitch.tv slash unsheathp. And uh, do you want to plug your Instagram as well? Because that's where people can find your uh, your uh, Scorpion oh, 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 costume. Uh, I guess so. It's, I mean, I think you could... It's my full name. It's like Tyrone underscore Hutton or something like that on Instagram. Because I, I think I changed it to unsheathp and it didn't work. Because now every time I try to find myself, it's like, I don't know who that is. But um, yeah, if you guys want to check me out, um, that's my full government name. Don't try to dox me, but you can go follow <laughs> me. Um, yeah, Tyrone underscore Hutton, H-U-T-T-O-N. All right, Lady Infamous? Um, Let me see. I might play some Jump Force tomorrow if I'm not too tired. Um, I'm probably going to play Jump Force and Gears this week, and then that's probably it. You can check me out on Lady underscore Infamous 415 on Twitch. And you can check me out on Twitter, Lady underscore Infamous 30, where I be at with all the information like updates to streams, vlogs. I will try to do some kind of live stream vlog on YouTube sometime next week. I'm trying to figure it out with the space on my phone. I'm going to try to delete a lot of stuff so I can be able to have enough space. And hopefully I'll bring my computer in. Hopefully, upload some things for you guys while I'm gone. All right, and uh, your uh, your socials. I just did. Oh, I, I did my Twitch and I did my Twitter. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, it's been a long day for me. It's okay. Um, it's okay. And uh, I will be streaming more XCOM two. Hopefully, by the end of this week, I'll be done with XCOM two. And then um, move on to Mutant Year Zero. Um, though um, I do have a pull up that's um, on my Twitch as well as uh, on my Discord um, for anybody that wants to join it. But like uh, I have a poll going on for if people want to see me play Indivisible or Dead Space in October. I do want to do Spooky Games Month, but I definitely am going to be playing Alien Isolation. Um, and. Uh, Huh? Good luck with that one. I, you know what? Oh no, uh, Sharpie played it. You didn't play it yet. Nah, and uh, thank you because everybody can see me shit my pants. Um, at twitch.tv slash zeldrick z e l d r i c k, and on Twitter, same name at zeldrick. And uh, that's it. That's podcast. Take care, everybody.